the whole podcast. We're just going to have to do this. For our uh, most requested song of the night, the number one hit. <laughs> Coming at you again for the 34th time. This is Cheap Ass uh, Bullshirt uh, Podcast. Royalty took free Adam talk music. six minutes to create yeah, royalty free fucking intro music. <laughs> All right, guys. You by Incompetech. Incompetech. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy that now. Incompetech. No, that's a royalty-free music. It's been around forever. The really? dude just makes like ridiculous amounts of um, okay music that yeah. you have to credit him to use. Yeah, that's great. Well, fuck him because we made our own. That's so. right. That's right. We have a producer on deck. On. Dick, but right. I did it anyway. I they, right, but instead of getting him, we had Adam do it. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's just cheaper that way. <clears throat> so I uh, I got up this morning and went to listen to NPR. Uh, <laughs> right to see if there was anything. You know, I, I haven't been keeping up on news this week, and uh, the whole fucking thing. They were streaming Ruth Bader, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's memorial. Now, yeah, I'm, I'll do that. I think RBG was, I think she was an awesome person. I think she did a lot for women's rights. I have nothing against her. I don't want people to think I do. But what I don't need is to get up at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning on my day off and tune into a fucking funeral. So it was like, you know, because there's the piano and the singing and the eulogy. And I'm just like, n- n- no, no, I'm no. No, God, no. I wanted so. information. What is this? <laughs> and again, like yeah. I said, it's a historical event. First female to be laid in state, um, which is kind of fucked up if you think about it. Um, but it just, uh, yeah, a funeral is not how I want to start my morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not about you, Dan. It's not Ooh. fucking about you, okay? <laughs> it's it, Well, in my life, it is about me. So No, no. Now. Well, with NPR, anytime there's uh, like a, a any kind of big government thing going on, they're they're going to have live coverage. It's just part of the deal. Yeah, and I get it. I'm sure all the news. If I would have went to any news outlet, I'm sure I wound up listening to CNBC's stock <coughs> um, reports or whatever, which was probably about as equally interesting. <laughs> almost as fucking depressing um but still not as bad as tuning in and listening to the to a you fucking to listen to stock reports well uh you know interestingly enough there's a there's a decent podcast topic because shit is about to get real interesting because republicans are determined uh in spite uh, this is my favorite thing about this shit is them talking about uh, going ahead and filling the seat and it's their constitutional duty and all of that. And then the next thing they show is a clip of them four years ago talking about Merrick Garland, where, you know, they were going to let the people decide and it was too close to an election and they didn't want to make it about politics and blah, 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 blah. So all of that shit's really interesting. And as far as like from, the Republican side, they've kind of, you know, uh, obviously whatever suits them at the moment is what they're going with. And I'm not going to say that any political party is above that, but uh, shit is about to get real fun because the Democrats have basically threatened that if uh, you go ahead and do this, the Congress uh, has some really unique powers that uh, they may Democrats may actually for once be about to flop their dick on the table. That's going to be interesting. I don't understand how creating states is going to change anything. Uh, it's because it will change the balance of power in the Senate. The thing is, is uh, most of the time uh, when an election, when one party comes in, um, and they get more senators than the other side, uh, you've got, you know, most of the time it's, you know, a good majority for them is uh, 53 senators on one side. 
Um, so it's not a really huge majority. Right. And you've got states like Alabama, which uh, weirdly enough, um, I can't remember the Democratic senator's name from Alabama, but, you know, the smart money is on him going out. Him getting in was kind of a fluke because he went up against Roy fucking Moore, who was just yeah, an ep- that. epic piece of shit. Uh, yeah. He's another one of those uh, weird people where he has a very high floor uh, when it comes to his approval, but he also has a very low ceiling. He has a very specific group that he appeals to, and they're pretty much zealots for that shit. (laughs) But he does not appeal to anybody else, and the only reason that guy won was because he went up against him. And the two state, the two places they're talking about making states are more or less kind of democratic strongholds. Uh, you've got Washington D.C., which has had a non-voting member of Congress for years that Republicans still manage to bitch about. You know, she doesn't have a vote, but they <laughs> still manage to bitch about Maxine Waters. They've been bitching about Maxine Waters for more than twenty years. Um. So they're talking about making that a state, which would give them two more seats in the Senate. And then they're also talking about making Puerto Rico a state, which would probably give them two more seats in the Senate. Fuck yeah. Puerto Rico should be a fucking state. I I think it should be. Puerto Rico has been getting a shitty deal for a really long time. Yeah, I mean, we were like, it's kind of like an abusive relationship where the guy says... I can go do what I want, but you're my bitch and you can't date anybody else. Like no one else could come in and be like, okay, we're going to take Puerto Rico and make it, you know, an island for fuck. I don't know, Russia or somebody will just throw that out there. Right. Uh, But we won't commit. We won't put a ring on it, you know, and that's just, (laughs) it's fucked up. Yeah. And uh, the whole thing about it is the way, the whole Puerto Rico deal is structured. Um, dude, it's just, it's, it's fucked up. Uh, if I'm, if I remember right, I don't, I could be wrong, but I don't think their votes count in a presidential election because of the way that they're set up. Um, they do have the benefit of automatically being United States citizens, which is unique for a U.S. colony slash territory, whatever you'd like to call it. But they don't get any but, federal money or help for anything. Uh, they're, they also get fucked because of the way uh, a lot of the trade agreements and whatnot are set up. There's like only a handful of companies that can deliver shit to the island. So yeah. since it can only go through those handful of companies, they fuck everyone through the eyeballs. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's it, uh, it, sounds it, pretty aggressive. Yeah. And it, regardless of uh, what financial situation they get themselves in, uh, they're not allowed to file bankruptcy. They have no bankruptcy protection whatsoever because of the way that their whole deal was structured, um, which put them in a weird position. I think it was about 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, What they did is they made a deal where they made Puerto Rican bonds exempt from taxes, exempt from federal taxes, exempt from local and state. So you had a lot of people that were buying Puerto Rican debt uh, because also at the time it was AAA rated. So you've got all this investment money that's coming in and uh, they had set up some uh, unique policies at one time to where a lot of pharmaceutical companies uh, set up shop out there because they were able to do it cheaper uh, over there because there were some there was some tax breaks. There was, you know, some government subsidies. There was a lot of things going on. Yeah. And when those got yanked, it basically pulled the rug out from up under their economy. And that's what a lot of this debt stuff, uh, what a lot of these bonds 
were basically financed off of us because they had all these pharmaceutical companies on the island. And then when the pharmaceutical companies pulled up and got the fuck out of town, you know, their 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 income sort of fell off the table. So yeah. all in all, Puerto Rico is getting a great deal. That's what I <laughs> yeah. According to according Donald to the white people that yeah. that fucking run it, yeah, yeah. So my server got fucking hacked uh, over the weekend. Um, well, you make it sound server like you know it's your own personal room full of computing power. It is. Very, it is much like uh, a supercomputer. I have to. I had to get a three-bedroom apartment, one for my bedroom, and then two to hold the server. Right. It's that big. And by hacked, hacked, I mean I set the password to be password, and then someone got in and launched a DDoS attack from it because the password was password. How weird. I mean, that someone would be able to figure out that your password was password. It reminds me of Spongebob's. When they want the uh, the password to the fucking uh, force field. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Right. That's the uh, that's the what is it? That's the combination for my luggage. <laughs> the uh, so apparently what got into it was the Mirai botnet, which was the thing they hit in 2016 and took down like half the internet. And I didn't think anything would really be looking at my server, but apparently that motherfucker just scans random IPs till it finds one that it can connect to. So it found mine and just automatically logged in. Yeah, that's what it does. Uh, are you familiar with what's referred to as the internet toaster experiment? Uh, not until you told me about it, but I, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the internet toaster experiment is hooking up a computing device with no protections on it whatsoever to the internet and seeing how long it is before it gets hacked in today's world it's usually a matter of hours yeah i think when they actually hooked up their device it was 40 minutes and someone was already in it and and again like you said primarily or presumably uh automated right yeah you know um just uh People don't realize that there are servers, lots and lots of servers out there that all they're doing is is looking for shit they can get into. You know, um, people have a very, uh, some folks, the internet is magic. Television is magic. Telephones are magic, you know, and I get it. I do. Um, you know, we're all in the tech industry, so we're nerds by nature, I think a little bit. Um Shittiest hip hop band ever. Nerd by <laughs> nature. What up? Nerd by nature. Okay. I'm writing um, a script on these motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't make me pull out Notepad on your ass. <laughs> notepad plus plus motherfuckers. Plus. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I bought an expensive um, air intake for my motorcycle, and it doesn't appear that I can bolt it on without more parts that I didn't pay any attention to needing so Oops. so we went from we all fuck you up. know internet and hacking to dan needs more bolts i need more bolts well <laughs> he needs more, yeah, we need to add more adam, bolts to dan i didn't want adam to feel like he's the only incompetent person on this uh podcast today hey all- it wasn't incompetence all right i got hacked they got past my many many layers of security on my server well many for for those of you out there who are unaware, um, a lot of people have a lot of glorified notions of hackers, and I attribute that mainly due to Hollywood, where you know you've got this guy that sits down in front of a computer and he magically types two hundred and forty words a minute, yeah. and he's and he's sitting there and he's just blasting passwords and <laughs> usernames and everything else. And he's just got this magic list. Hacking he's just hacking Gibson, baby. Yeah, he's literally hacking the Gibson. Whatever the fuck the Gibson is. Hacking the Gibson. But in reality, what's going on is there are a lot of things available on the dark web, as I'm sure that you're all aware of. 
but the dark web, they also sell a lot of hacking kits. So basically you buy, you know, will I'll just make one up here, Hackbot, you know, 3.75, and you get out there and you run Hackbot 3.75 and just let it go nuts, and it comes out, brings things back to you, and you have to have zero ability whatsoever. You could be the type of schmuck that does not know shit about fuck and still hack things. Yeah, there was a... Maybe about 10 years ago, there was a EXE file that went around on 4chan. It wasn't on the dark web. Someone just put it on 4chan, hosted it somewhere, and was like, download this. And it would literally just send a DDoS from your computer to whatever fucking <laughs> you typed in. Because all it did was just send like null fucking data to a website over and over until it went down. Well, that's another one, right? You hear you hear DOS, uh, DDoS and you know denial of service, and I, I like when the the news covers that stuff and they make it sound so you know complicated and intricate. Um, Anybody can do that. It's DDoS is really just a capacity issue, right? If you every every website out there is just someone's server. And it's just files. You're just browsing files on somebody else's computer. And if someone can manage to get, you know, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of computers hitting (laughs) um, a server, it doesn't always take millions, though. I mean, if you can get a large number of computers to hit the same server at the same time, it runs out of capacity. And oh, yeah. when you try to get on, you're trying to go to whatever site you're going to. It won't let you because there's just no room for you on the it's bus. Like trying to merge onto I-85 it, at five it, o'clock. Right. And it's, but it's just, you know, it's funny because I see the, the news when they, they cover it. And they, again, like you said, like there's some sort of fucking elite hacker. Fucking Mr. Robots slamming away to fucking terminal. All right, I got this. Right, yeah, I got this. I'm in. You know, well, the, um, the scary thing about the particular botnet that got into my shit is that it's open source. So you could just go download it, no payment, and you can edit it to do whatever the fuck you want it to do. But you could download it and just run it with no changes and it would do the exact same job. It would create some some chaos and some havoc, right? Yeah. And the dark web, that's another one that amuses the fuck the out of me. Web. The dark web, and it's always Hacker Man, you know, with his hoodie. I don't know why hackers wear hoodies so much. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> really sure why that's the standard. Because they're anemic. Uniform, is that what it's the kid? Because they're skinny and anemic. <laughs> um, but, you know, the dark web, again, it's like having an unlisted phone number, right? You've got the internet's got um, DNS servers, and there's a ton of your your IP addresses are are saved here and there. And when I go to, you know, Facebook, it looks it up by a number, not by Facebook.com. It the computers themselves don't read. They look for numbers. And those numbers are stored places like in a big internet phone book. Well you've got stuff like the dark web, they're sort of unlisted, right? Of course I'm I'm simplifying it because I don't need to sit here and get fucking, you know, nerd I cred. just love how mystical people make the they're like the, it's the dark web. Right. Right. I mean, technically I could have a, a file, you know, I could be hosting a file on my computer that no one knows about, but Adam, and you could call that the dark web, you know? Um, it just amuses me again, how they, uh, yeah, they mystify it and make it so very the dark web. That's my favorite part about it. You know? Um, yeah. Like your emails are the dark web, your fucking nest camera. Is dark web or deep web? Anything that you can't find on Google by searching it is that is basically dark web. web. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But again, you know that's how that's how the news does, right? The dark web, the scary dark web. Yeah, Um, there's scary (laughs) websites on the regular internet too. I've got Wise Cams, Nest. I've got. I got a slew of fucking smart bulbs. Um, Adam is counting down the days until someone finally hacks, hacks one into of my your bulbs. fucking light bulbs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking hilarious. which actually That's- happened back years ago when they first came out. I don't remember who the, the the first company was that got real popular with the light bulbs and all that stuff, or the you know the toaster. But I know that refrigerators have been hacked. 
Uh, I think it was Samsung. They had their refrigerators hacked. And then, yes, somebody used a light bulb to actually get into someone's network. And from there, they were able to get into their PC and uh, <laughs> steal data, et cetera. So it's the Internet of Things has come a long way. But I used to work with a guy um, that he saw something once and shared it. And he said, uh, the S in IoT stands for security. <laughs> of course you say well dan there is no s in iot and he said exactly exactly <laughs> so well, that's the thing dude they say there's like 69 billion fucking ios de- or uh, iot IT. devices now yeah that's fucking scary dude like imagine if someone got into all of those and launched a distributed attack on somebody you there'd be no fucking way to stop it well at 69 billion it wouldn't have to be a somebody it could be we're going to attack this entire arm of internet traffic and just shut down practically i mean it would it's 69 billion you could shut down pretty much every popular internet service there is if you could snake your way into all of them and just blast them all at the same time yeah, but there's ways of shutting all that down too, you know. I mean, but right, there would be some relatively serious consequences while you're waiting on someone to fix it, you know. Um, Sorry, I just looked it up. I'm wrong. It's only 26 billion as of 2019. Oh, then you're so only I, 26 billion. Your fucking credibility is shot with me, then, bud. You know, I don't. Well, know it should have been shot that, when I told you I set that's my still password what? to password. <laughs> Like, that's still three devices, three, three almost four devices for every person on the planet. Oh shit! I've got three. I don't know about a dozen smart bulbs. You know, so I mean, um, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. It does not surprise me at all. Um. I don't worry too much about it. It's just like with the cameras, people are always, you know, I, um, I can't believe that, uh, uh, you know, you have all these cameras and stuff. And I'm like, well, the majority of them point outside Two, if Chinese hackers want to watch me fucking sleep or sit here and do this podcast, <laughs> more power to them. So we Chinese got them. Hackers, they, we got them, boys. There's that. That's what people don't realize either is that there is this silent ongoing war, right? That most people don't know about between countries like China, Russia, the United States, constantly beating up on each other uh, in what they refer to as cyber warfare, which again is a fun word. You know, cyber war. It's a bunch of fucking nerds throwing garbage at each other's servers, trying to either get into them and steal data or just cripple them, just just oversubscribe them to where no one else can get into them. Again, it's not as uh, scary and fucking heinous as everybody makes it out to be. You know, T2, T- T2000s or whatever aren't marching down the fucking streets. That's not the AI you have to worry about, right? It's the, uh, all three of us recently watched... Um, uh, the social, the social dilemma. dilemma and uh, a lot of it again we're nerds we're, we get into this stuff so a lot of us already knew about Facebook and some of the things some of the more nefarious parts of social media but the one thing that I didn't know about I had no idea about was how the AI because they are using artificial intelligence and it imperceptibly kind of steers your views where they want them by just very mildly suggesting new things until They've kind of got you doing, you know, in these rabbit holes, right? Um, And I guess I never, I never realized that. Um, I I still point back to what Adam said, I think last podcast about how I asked, you know, where all, where are all of our middle ground peeps at? And he said, well, middle ground peeps don't get onto social media and pop off at the fucking mouth, right? (laughs) That's not, that's not what they do. Um, Don't see them because they're not vocal because. They realize it doesn't fucking matter if you title doesn't lend itself to being a vocal asshole. Right. If you're a Democrat and you want to sit and, and bitch about Trump and the Republicans, fine, but you're not going to change a Democrat's mind. And you're probably not going to change a guy like me who's middle ground. You're probably not going to sway me over to your side either. You're and better you're, off dropping off a religious pamphlet in the bathroom. The, of the church. 
<laughs> I like that analogy, actually. That that makes a lot of sense, right? Writing Jesus saves on the uh, bathroom stall. Have you like, ever been taking a shit and seen a religious pamphlet on the floor and gone, well, gee whiz, I never looked at it like that. Uh, right? Covered in Nobody. urine. It's never worked on anybody. It's yeah. literally never worked on a single person. You don't know that. You don't know that. If one person, man, if one person. If one person is swayed by a pamphlet in the piss covered bathroom floor, then yeah, they're, they're pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> they were, they were probably searching already. Um, yeah. Social media is pretty interesting. And, and I think that again, when people think of AI, they think of this supercomputer launching nuclear missiles. And like I said, the whole Terminator slash war games, um, there's a movie I'm surprised they haven't fucking remade yet. Oh, uh, it's too yeah. close to reality. <laughs> right, right. Now it'd be like, yeah, that's that's not fun. That's can't do that. We can't do that anymore. Um, there's uh, the AI is so much more subtle than that, you know, and mm-hmm. it's little gentle nudges, dude. And the thing is, is what it's doing the whole time that let's say I, you know, in the classic scenario that if there is anyone here or anyone listening that uses YouTube at all, and let's say... Wait, what? What's that? What? You, you what? What is YouTube? this? YouTube? YouTube that you watch? What is this? YouTube? Anyway. Being dumb, that dumb. Like, like now that Adam's being... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, give yourself a verbal diarrhea. I'm so sorry. Verbal diarrhea. 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 All right, but anyone who's got on YouTube, uh, you needed to find something, how to bake a cake, how to fix your fucking dishwasher, whatever else. You get on there, and it is uh, YouTube, what they want is they want your eyes on ads. So the very first thing that comes up on the splash page is it's taking your entire YouTube viewing history and saying, okay, he normally likes to watch videos like this. So they'll put a shitload of them up on the splash page. And there's all sorts of keywords and everything else that it's using uh, and its own recognition software, the whole nine, to recognize some of what's in these videos. And as opposed to looking up the thing for the dishwasher that you intended, you wind up clicking on one of those videos. And then what it starts doing is, okay, based on his history, he likes this kind of video and this kind of video and this kind of video and this kind of video. And Dan's classic example is before you know it, two hours later, I was sitting there watching videos of talking giraffes. (laughs) (laughs) Wound up. Yeah. I was looking for uh, looking for a a tutorial on how to, fix my motorcycle. And three hours later, I'm watching, you know, how to talk to giraffes. Um, and it, it does happen. And it's like, how the hell did I get here? But again, that's the whole point of the algorithm, the AI, right? Is it's trying to keep your eyes on the media, which is not, you know, in and of itself, that is not as nefarious as it may sound because of the fact that, um, you know, newspapers and TV news and radio, everyone's been trying to do it. That's what ads are all about, right? Yeah, radio is, yeah, they were doing it forever. Cranking the volume, playing everything to get your attention, every sound effect they had on board, fucking like, fuck everything they have, air horns, weenie in the butt, fucking You've been soundboard. dying to use that, haven't you? I have, yes, I have. <laughs> Good call, sir. <laughs> we well, and see, Dingo and, and the baby. The baby. <laughs> and that's the thing. I would recommend that everybody watch The Social Dilemma. And it's sort of, that's the hypothesis about where the, you know, the people in the center have gone. Um, because as we've discussed before, everybody's got a little bit of confirmation bias. And what uh, tends to happen with a lot of these people when they start paying attention to political things, it notices what you're paying to or paying attention to politically. And then much like YouTube and the talking giraffe 
regardless of whether it's Facebook, YouTube, or whatever else, it leads you further and further down that rabbit hole. Yeah, and my thing is um, they paint it to be really nefarious, but it's just good business to keep people, when you're in the content business, to keep people looking at your content and watching ads. I don't think it's a big fucking Illuminati conspiracy that they want you staring at your phone. It's It's just them trying to make money. No, it's the way the rules are structured. That's the only place that it can come to. Yeah. It's when, when, when you set up the game and you set up the rules that way, then that's what's going to inevitably happen. And if, uh, you know, a lot of people that invented a lot of these platforms, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, the whole nine, a lot of them had these idealistic visions of what stuff would be used for. But because of the way that the rules are structured currently in this game, that was what was going to happen all along. Yeah. And I think, again, like you said, I think that's the problem is not that um, it almost it's like the shit needs to come with a disclaimer. You know, um, like if you give if you give the average human being a bunch of salty, fatty, sugary foods, right? Um, they're going to eat them. They're going to consume them. And there's been tons of studies done on dopamine and social media, right? The people that need that like, they need that validation that someone um, approves of and or uh, agrees with them, right? Oh, I did a thing and everyone agrees with me, so I'm right. And there's a validation point there. Again, numerous, numerous studies. So it's almost like smoking, right? Because you've got a habitual thing combined with a chemical thing. Um, the habitual being just being on the phone. Uh, I deleted social media off my phone for a while and noticed that like my screen time, according to my Apple, my, it, that it fucking just tanked, right? <laughs> it was just <laughs> like, I was never on my phone anymore. Um, and there are some interesting little skits, if you will, in that uh, social dilemma where they, you know, they have the little, the Facebook guys or whatever. They're oh, like, yeah, the you, guys playing. The although AI. he's not, he hasn't I, been, I, he hasn't been pressed. You know, they press the button and the phone goes and gets the person to interact with it, you know, and it, it, it's, it's like a drug dealer, you know, so you got to be careful. And I think that I think about, and I've always said that I couldn't imagine growing up um, as a, as a, you know, tween or a, a teenager with fucking social media. Because uh, I'm 45 years old and I find myself spending more fucking time on it than I'm comfortable with sometimes, right? I will I will go through, I'll be sitting here bored, you know, lounging around and I'll go through the, you know, Facebook, Instagram, even Reddit. And I'll be like, ugh, nothing here. I'll toss the phone to the side and I'll be watching TV or something. And five minutes later, I will reach over like I'm grabbing a can of Coke and pick my phone up again and, and start cycling through. And it's like, dude. You just went through your phone five fucking minutes ago. Shit, sit, sit that shit down. There might you know? be something new. There, there could be something new. Right, there yeah. could be something new. Exactly. And there's that, there's that dopamine hit that you're looking for. It's, um, it's fascinating, man. It really is. <laughs> I, uh, the one of the interesting things from that documentary was, well, docudrama, I suppose, was like how them changing just the chronological order of your feed into like a featured feed on every social media app allowed them to show you new content every time you fucking refresh the page, even if there was really nothing new. It just showed you different shit. I actually didn't catch that. I started to, it was, I was watching it after work one night. I think it was last Wednesday and I started to doze off towards the end of it. Um, but I get where you're coming from with that, right? It's the same shit that was there. They just popped reordered, it, up, reordered yeah. it, and you go, oh, new content. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. That's fucked up. <laughs> the biggest problem I have with all of it, um, if the data were anonymized and not as targeted as it is, because right now it's like, We'll we'll take the TV that I've got sitting in my living room, for example. 
I bought the fucking thing like six months ago was wanting to get a new TV and it's practically impossible at this point in time to buy a TV that is not a smart TV. And the TV that I chose to buy was Vizio and Vizio had a class action lawsuit against them. It was either a year or two ago uh, to where there was no disclaimer in the very beginning that they were basically sniffing your traffic and uh, using it to get you targeted ads and selling your data to advertisers. Now they're a lot more upfront that they can do it and you can opt in or you can opt out, what have you. But the thing is, is like, that's why TVs have gotten so cheap because originally um, for as long as TVs have been around in existence up until about four years ago, TV manufacturers made the bulk of their profits from actually selling you the TV. They had their cost uh, and their cost had a lot to do with how many production lines they had producing this stuff because, you know, it's cheaper in volume. Um, So they would take the cost of the TV, add a certain amount of percent, and then push it off to retailers to go out and sell the things, and that's how they made their money. Well, they figured out that the margins on selling customer data was better than the margins on the television set. So what you're actually paying for a lot of smart TVs now is basically... 10 to 15% over cost, just enough for them to get it to the store in the whole nine yards so they can sell it to you. So then it can sniff your data and then it turns around and it sells that data to Amazon, Netflix. Uh, those, those are the big two. I'm straight sniffing your data. Yeah, you t- those. I uh, wish you could have seen the disgusting looks on their faces <laughs> while they were doing that. That was Adam's uh, butt. That's dribble. one thing that doesn't transfer in the podcast. Yeah, Lemmy winks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's how television com- the, the TV uh, companies that make TVs are making their money nowadays, and that's why you can go out and buy a sixty-five inch four K TV. Uh, with a decent amount of features on it for $600 all day long. Yeah, my buddy, he said he got a smart TV. And <clears throat> when you go to change like the inputs, like to change the literal fucking inputs on the TV, that little menu, there's an ad there. And if it can't connect to the internet, the, that menu won't load because it can't send you the ad. Oh, I... That's that's interesting. <laughs> Fucking uh, annoying. <laughs> there, actually, the TV that I've got, this Vizio, um, one of the things that the TV will actually do now is if you're watching a linear broadcast uh, off of your cable box, what have you, that's hooked up to your television set via HDMI, when um, they have a digital ad insertion and there's little, uh, there there are uh, little data points buried inside that, that, you know, in the old days, they used to call them Q-tones because like when you would be watching TV, you would literally hear a boop and then, you know, an ad would pop on and that, that boop was to tell the tape player to kick on and play the next ad. Well, in these TVs, when it detects that that uh, that 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 little piece of digital data, what it will do is it will actually go out and, as opposed to playing the ad that the station is playing that you're watching, it Vizio will actually insert their own ad on top of your stuff if you give them permission to do so. Hmm, I didn't know that. Interesting. What the fuck? Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. And think about it as a as a TV manufacturer, you've kind of got the, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You, you got the uh, the shit on lockdown. 
right? Because your TV is... They got to uh, use the fucking TV. I mean, if you have it, you have to use it. Exactly. Well, it's it's like tires on the car. You know, it doesn't matter what you've got above that. You ain't got no tires. You ain't getting no fucking right. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love it. That's funny as it. fuck, dude. Well, Someone's you know, paying only- good money for an ad spot on cable, and Vizio's like, nah, dude, nah. Right. We uh, we can trump that. It's uh, yeah, that's fascinating. I didn't realize that. Um, you know, but the old saying goes: uh, if if something you know is free, if a product is free, then you're the product. And I don't think people truly. I think that that the 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 social media dilemma or whatever. I, I think the most important thing that I would, the reason I would want people to watch it, is to understand how they're selling your data and, and why your usage data matters. Um, so there was a, a project that DARPA, I'm a huge fan of DARPA. They do some really neat shit. And there was a DARPA project called LifeLog. And their entire goal was to basically gather all of the data on as many people as they could, right? Big data. Um, and I've read a couple of books on big data and the fact that now, um, the fact that now you have the computing process, the, the processor powers to crunch the numbers of all this data you're getting where we didn't before. So, a lot of civil liberties groups, civil rights groups, um, got involved with that, and they were like, "Whoa, time out! You can't just go absorbing everybody's data, right?" DARPA is. Uh, I don't know if they're considered a government agency. They're definitely heavily funded by the they government, are. right? Um, so anyway. It's like Defense Advanced Research Project something. Yeah. So people people freaked out about it. Look at, do a little research and go look at when DARPA shut down LifeLog and when Facebook was born. It's a matter of a couple months. And it's a lot easier for a private company to do it than it is for a government to do it. Um, Yeah. And I don't think Dan's suggesting anything like, you know, that DARPA hit up old Zuckerberg and said, yo, Zuckerfuck, we got this totally cool project thing for you. It's like. It, I think they knew you know, of it. I think that, that I, I'm sure that you're, you're, you think about where he went to school and DARPA and where they like to recruit and things like that. I'm sure there was some familiarity or at least knowledge of it. And he, I think that it's very possible that some funding, again, there was a great video out on YouTube of all places that kind of showed where certain CEOs of certain companies that, you know, bankrolled Facebook and stuff like that and how you can follow them all back to different government agencies and stuff. It's conspiracy theory bullshit, right? But it was kind of interesting. And facts, when it comes to that, facts are facts. Either they did or they did not sit on a board and have any sort of, um, you know. Well, at that point, it's it's not necessarily that, you know, Facebook or any of the rest of these were, uh, some sort of big conspiracy theory where they want to find out about you and it's a big brother thing. It's like, you know, they were trying to get it on the back end sneaky like what they had right. no idea was that people would want to share photos of their fucking breakfast, lunch, dinner, Dog, but that still builds a uh, profile. Fucking engagement but photos. It uh, still builds right. a profile about it, you. Right, exactly. It does. But the thing is, is because people went from, oh, they're trying to take my data to I want to show everybody else. Right. It just more or less made life log irrelevant. To some degree, uh, sure. It's like it, it would have been dumb. It's like, hey... We've got the, you know, we can either manage and maintain this and try to build in a bunch of shit on the backside to sniff these people data without them knowing, or we can go out and poll these 16 Mm -hmm. places who are pulling these people's data with their Mm -hmm. permission, and we just get a back door through those guys. It saves them a fuckload of time, money, energy, right? And, and, And plausible deniability. Right. Government can say, whoa, 
We didn't, we didn't take your fucking data. You gave it to Facebook. Now it says in their TOS that they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. If they choose to hand it over to the CIA or the feds or the FBI, sorry about your luck, Sparky. You, you signed off on that, right? Yes. Sparky. Sparky. Sorry about um, your luck, Sparky. You know, and that's kind of in, in a semi-interesting segue um, about TOS is, is that now um, I was reading a lot of people were familiar with um, the makers of Fortnite. Uh, was it Epic Games? I think it is. Yep. And Epic they're embroiled Games, in this, North Carolina. Embroiled in this battle with Apple over what they can and cannot do on Apple's platform. Well, now there is a new coalition and it is uh primarily made up of spotify epic games and there were a couple more that i don't i don't even know if i was familiar with and anyway they're they're saying it's not fair that they charge 30 percent to be on their platform and that uh they steal uh ideas from them and basically app developers in order for the good of the user should be able to do whatever they want on apple's platform and I kind of feel like that's similar to setting up a picnic table inside of a Walmart and saying, uh-uh, uh-uh, I can be here, uh-uh. Um, it's Apple's fucking platform, people, right? And you oh, signed I, that TOS. Devil's advocate here. You buy a phone from Apple for f- fucking way too much money, right? Right. And then Apple tells you what you can and cannot put on your own phone that you just bought from them. Yes and no, but that's and and but that's not really what the developers are are railing against. Right? No, but it is kind of fucked that like on Android you can go through the Play Store or you can download the installer and just install the fucking game. Which is why Android is rife with um, malware and garbage, right? And but the thing is, is their laptops are <laughs> somewhat. But it's similar. your choice. It's your choice. Well, you yeah, can, that is true. You know, I don't think security. I don't think you should lock someone's options down in the name of security. It's it just seems a little. But it was also my choice free. to buy an iPhone versus an Android, and right. make that choice. <laughs> I make that choice. I've been using them since two thousand and seven when they came out, and I've used Androids and I've used Hell Palm BlackBerry, and of them all, iOS and and the Apple hardware work together seamlessly, and I've never had any issues. I rarely reboot them, etc. I had an Android, I had an old HTC Windows phone that you, <coughs> excuse me, you had to reboot about three times a day, used it for work. And well, they have to make an OS that'll work on anything. That's why it doesn't work. Right. Just like, great. well, just like, you know, people complain about the, the amount of processing power you have to have to run Windows versus like Mac OS. Well, Mac OS is built it, it only has to support one kind of chip and one kind of keyboard and one kind of whatever. So they don't have a ton of drivers and shit and they're getting mixed up. Um, Android did the same thing. And here's the thing. I'm not really bagging on Android. I like to give people shit because I really enjoy watching people get upset over it. Plus, if you look, Android still has the lion's share of the market, believe that or not. Right. Um, and there, it's still a good platform. It's a solid platform. And most importantly, I want to see them survive because I want to make sure that Apple always has uh, competition. Yeah. Competition right. is important. Co- competition is good and healthy. The And like, you know, it's like, I don't have all, you know, because I've been an Android user for a long time. And, you know, since uh, I was born in redneck land, uh, it kind of reminds me of the, of the old Chevy Ford, whatever <laughs> uh, debates, uh, you know, one was crap. The other was just the greatest thing since sliced bread. And you got a bunch of people that are that are in their own camps trying to justify their own purchases. The the biggest problem that I've had with Apple for for a long time has been their their, you know, and I understand that it's also a feature, but their end-to-end control of devices, and specifically as it relates to uh, getting your device repaired, because I am a firm believer that when I buy something and I pay money for it, it is my device, regardless if I want to use it what it was intended for 
or if I want to take a giant dump on it and douse it in lighter fluid and light it on fire. It's so fine. Sam, I is paid Samsung for it. any different? I could. Yeah, uh, I said yes. Samsung. Uh, most they're like ninety nine point eight percent of the Android market. Yeah, you but. can actually repair a Samsung. Gotcha. The battery right. comes out. See, the thing is, is you can go, you can take your Samsung and go, and let's say you do something as innocuous as uh, uh, breaking your screen, and uh, screen repairs are you know ubiquitous across phones, you know, different parts, but everybody's going to have a screen that's going to break eventually and you'll take it somewhere to get it repaired. Well, the thing is, is if you turn around and you take that to your local repair shop that's around the corner because it's convenient, you called them up, they told you they could do it for 80 bucks. Uh, You didn't want to fuck with taking it to the Apple store or what have you. There are things that Apple has put into play on something innocuous as a screen repair to where if you're not running a certain version of software or uh, what have you, that you basically turn around and lock down your own phone because you went and got it repaired at some place that wasn't specifically an Apple authorized repair center. Or even if you do take it to an Apple authorized repair center, uh, the corporation, by and large, wants you to turn around and buy another device because that makes them more money than fixing your shit does. So planned obsolescence is part of their business model. And that is the sole issue that I have with them. If you want to buy into the ecosystem because it works great between your uh, your uh Air, you know, your MacBook Air that you have at your house, you know, you've got everything fully integrated. I totally get all of that. And if you want to pay a premium for that and that's what you want to do, go for it. Hey, if it makes your life simpler, makes you a happier person, I'm all about it. The The problem I have is with the planned obsolescence and the right I've to never repair. Heard, I just I've never like heard it. of anybody having trouble getting an iPhone screen replaced. I mean, there are other bits and pieces i've um i've the old home button it would do that but Jesus will an android Christ. mute when you're doing the podcast apparently not. Will it? that's not a will feature. it hmm? yeah um oh no apparently not on, okay. no, no. Wow. good twofer you know how there only old people have fucking sounds on their phones anymore what's wrong with yeah, you yeah i heard you i heard your phone the other day dan it kept going off with ah, yeah. what the fuck is your notification noise? Uh-huh. Like, ah. I did that because we were waiting on those pizzas and I didn't want to miss it. It's the oh, old, yeah. uh, oh, wow. it's the old uh oh from uh, ICQ. Uh oh. Oh 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, my boss heard it and just stared at me. He was like, really? I was, like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was very proud of myself when I downloaded that. Um, I used to work on uh, iPhones actually up into about the four, I think it was four or five, and they did this. Uh, integrated thing with the glass and the digitizer. And it wasn't that you couldn't work on them. They just became incredibly like difficult to work on. And again, I don't blame Apple for that. I blame my desire to want to fuck with it. And, you know, people would hand me their phone and for the most part I could work on them. And it, once it got to about the four or five, I stopped. Um, the last time I worked on my iPhone uh, X, um, I melted the camera lens, um, and had to buy a brand new, uh, well, I didn't have to, I could have probably figured something out, but I went and got an 11. Uh, I still have the X and I bought a new camera for it. And this winter when I'm sitting around bored, I'm going to pop that fucker open and, uh, swap it out. I watched a couple videos on it. Uh, I will say that I had an issue with that phone before I melted it, uh, where the camera was, uh, jerking real bad and it uh it was you could hear a motor in there kind of moving around so i emailed apple and they were really cool about it i sent it in they fixed that and swapped my battery out just because it wasn't it was only charging like 80 percent or something so i have had good luck with their repair and their uh, swapping them out i had a four that went a little weird on me 
And the kid looks at it, he goes, yeah, okay. Reaches in a drawer and pulls out a new one and says, here you go. And I was, I was all bowed up. You know how it is when you walk in and you gotta, you know, you feel like you're going to have to fight with somebody over <laughs> uh, a return or something. And I walked in all bowed up and I was like, man, the screen does this thing. And he looks and he, he goes, Oh, you mean like that? It did it right as, right as I showed it to him. And, uh, I was like, yeah. And he goes, Oh huh, yeah, that's weird. Turns around, pulls out and the refurbs, they give you refurbs back, which, I'm fine if I've got a phone that's a year or two old and it's still under yeah. warranty and you give me a refurb because my phone was not new anymore. Now, if I walked out. Oh, wow. So two of us can't turn our phone. <laughs> so oddly enough, that was my iPad <laughs> ringing when my phone rang. Um, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Suck it, Dan. That's all I've got yeah, to say about yeah, that. I, uh, I deserve that, Doug. I deserve that. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's something to be said. If I, you know, if I get something, I take it home and immediately it's junk. It's like, no, I ain't taking a fucking refurb. This in the car. I didn't drive it off a lot, but you know, <laughs> at some point later on down the line, um, but I'm like, Doug, I don't care what you use. Um, Samsung's make great phones. Uh, Android makes a good operating system. It's all on how you set it up and how you use it. I like, cause, um, you know, we use, uh, at, at, work, we use Macs and PCs. And it, there, it, there's a constant battle between us. And it's all really just fun, at least for me it is. If Again, if I can get a Mac user worked up over why Mac sucks, I am going to do it, right? I am going to drive them batty. Do I think Mac suck? No. I had a MacBook and I've got a Mac mini. Um, I've got an iPad. I've got an iPhone. Uh, I have a lot of their stuff, but I have a PC because I like to game um, and use, you know, the, the thing about Max is unless you want to get one of the really high dollar, uh, PCs is that you're, they're, they're very geared towards laptops and mobility. And I hate laptops. I don't, I have a, I have a PC <laughs> that I hate fucking Apple. using. Apple's all like, yeah, you want a game, bro? Okay. Yeah. We'll totally build you your own special Mac. It's only going to cost you eighty two right? fifty. And by eighty two fifty, I mean eight thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> you still couldn't game on it. You know, it, you'd have limited no. gaming options. Um, and so that's why I stick with PC. Plus, I've been using a PC since Windows fuck uh, three. I used three point for a little while. Windows, Windows fuck. fuck. Windows. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that Windows edition. fuck XP. It was right uh, after Bob. Yeah, after Windows Bob, Windows Bob, then Windows Fuck, and then Windows XP, which I was just reading. Supposedly, uh, someone leaked the source code for Windows XP, which I thought was kind of interesting. Because um, honestly, all the way up through Windows 10 uh, has been built on the back of XP. You know, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I've used Linux. I've used so many different flavors of Linux. Um, I'm really surprised somebody hasn't built a well, I was going to say a Linux-based phone, but if you think about it, the the iPhones are Unix-based, so they're um, and Android is is on Linux. Android. Is it also is it Linux or Unix-based? Yes, Linux-based. Linux. Okay, so yeah, there you go. Fuck me. Goes um, to show how much I've dug yeah, into Android, you. right? Um, but again, I, I don't I don't care what a person uses if it works for them. Good, right? That's that's all I care about is that your device does what you need it to do. Um, but I'm also right. Like you said, Ford and Chevy, I'm a Harley owner. So of course I have to hate all metric bikes. Well, the problem is, is I don't, I love fucking Hondas and Ducatis and Kawasaki's. <laughs> I just love motorcycles. Right. Um, I'm a Nikon user, but I give Canon users, holy hell, whenever I have the opportunity, but you know what? I'd use a Canon just as easy. I just, the guy that between, I took some photography classes in high school and I had an old Pentax back then. And then the guy who kind of got me back into it and was a professional photographer used Nikon. So what do you, you know, oh, here, use my camera. Try this out. You need to do this. Well, you get familiar with it. That's all it is. It's familiarity. Both Canon and Nikon both have absolutely phenomenal hardware uh, lenses, etc. It doesn't matter what you use. I've seen guys. Nah, Canon's better, dude. Get the fuck out of here. You do, right? Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. This is where the... This is when the, the day that the podcast ended, when Adam and Dan couldn't agree on what hardware. Um, I've seen I'm guys. Done. I'm done with this podcast. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Chase Jarvis did a um, he did a book 
back around the iPhone 4 and then created an app. It was all kind of tied together. And he did a book where he did nothing but iPhone, what do they call it? iPhone-tography. Um, and his don't, pictures... Don't. I know, right? Don't know. Right? iPhone-tography. His Ugh. pictures were still better than anything I can do with a $4,000, you know, Nikon or Canon. So... He had, a, he had a series after that on YouTube that was kind of fun. And he would get these professional uh, photographers, guys that I followed on different social media. And he would give them the cheapest cameras he could find. And like one time it was a Hello Kitty digital camera. It was like one <laughs> megapixel, you know, shit like that. And one was a Lego camera. And again, these guys still composition wise had better photos than I could take with a $5,000 camera, right? It was like... Oh, for- Dude, I tried to get into it for a while, and white balance will kick my ass all the time. I, because I'll I'll see a thing, and I want my and, and the 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 really masterful thing about photography is, you know, just about everybody out there has seen a beautiful sunset, a beautiful thing, and and you get your camera and you think. I want to capture this moment and you take a picture and what the camera captures is not what sure. you're seeing visually. All, all the stuff is there. Yes. But the colors are all fucked up or it's too <laughs> light. It's too dark. It's, you know, and it is just like the other day. I uh, went to uh, top golf with Adam and uh, I was going to take a video of him and because he was the subject and uh, obviously we're in a covered area and the sun had everything lit up outside. Adam looked like he was a ninja in the shadows playing golf. I thought you said it didn't uh, look like real that's life. just the way it's going to work out. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's super hard to get that white balance. I mean, even with a modern digital camera, a modern digital camera is going to try to compensate for what it sees light wise and color wise. And it takes your better photographers to say, well, I know the camera is going to do this. So let me adjust these 14 different settings so I can capture exactly what I'm seeing. Because even as great as modern photography is, it's still going to try to compensate with its own little program that it's got going on. And it is not what it's happening in your no, eyes. And what you described is actually more related to exposure and dynamic range and the human eye. I love when people say 8k human eye can't even process 8k. I'm like you might want to do the fucking math, brother. Um, the human eyes analog. I, I forget web is analog. There's, there's no fucking, K to a fucking human eye. No, but there was a there was a group uh, that did sort of a, a a study, if you will, on like how many megapixels the human eye would be if it was, and it's phenomenal. But what the human eye can do that a camera can't is just like Doug was saying, that dynamic range between black and white. Um, the sun, I can see Adam under the shadow, and I can still make out his features. I can, st- I still know that he's there. Plus, my my brain can process the the sun and bring sort of a middle ground. You're right; a camera doesn't, right? It can't do that. And so, when I see people talk about how the camera is better than the human eye and all that, it's like, ah, I don't know about all that. So, um, but yeah, that's. Uh, HDR and a lot of phones now will do HDR and some of them do a really neat job of they lighten those dark spots and then Which bring president the, was that? Well, uh, Eleanor Eleanor Roosevelt, yeah. Eleanor, huh? Eleanor. It's the best I could come up with, man. <laughs> Eleanor D. Roosevelt. <laughs> I found that funnier than it was. Um, you usually do that. I really do. I really fucking do. He Adam amuses himself a lot, actually. <laughs> so that's, H is uh, in Helenor. Helenor. Was it uh, the, the mnemonic alpha uh, mnemonics that we have? Uh, 
shit. Well, I can't All remember. All the fake oh, J, phonetic alphabet. J as in jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. T as in tsunami. <laughs> yeah, T as in tsunami. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I got nothing else, and apparently I got to go find a part for my bike. So um, Don't call me a gentleman. I used it very loosely. So Okay, good, good. I'm going to do a couple of things, and I'm probably going to hit you guys up and see if you want to go eat. Yes, I'm down to hit uh, – let's go hit the food truck. Yeah, food trucks seem like a – I got some errands and shit to run, so no I'll have to take a pass this time. what you thought you were doing with the rest of your day, Doug. I care, Doug. I okay. care. You can tell me. You can ping me on the side and tell me. <laughs> All right, Adam, give us some of that pimp fucking outro music. Uh